Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, July 18, 2019. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, how you doing, man? Oh, uh, you know, I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good, good. Nice to have you back in the saddle again. Um, well, I figured got... I have to come because you told everybody to at, uh, at me on, on Twitter yesterday, you know? <laughs> all, the, all the One Directioners or whatever they're called? Yeah, One Directionites. Uh, and one, I like One Directionites better, much yeah. uh, much more so than uh, One Directioners. But yeah. uh, we, we have a ton of stuff today, uh, and we're going to talk about some of it, other stuff. People are going to have to come back and re-download after 8.30 uh, if they're listening to this beforehand because we have an embargo that we can't talk about until then. So make sure you're checking your feeds, updating your feeds. If you want to get that story at 8.30 a.m., check it uh, afterwards and then delete. You can tell them all the technical stuff on that, James. Yeah, come back after 8.30. Okay, good. Thank you. Um, <laughs> something else today that is going to be happening that I want to let you know about. Broadway at Bryant, Broadway and Bryant Park is happening at 12.30 p.m. There will be videos Maybe. and streams all over. Oh, is it, is it rainy? It's, uh, I think there's going to be huge storms, but uh, we'll, we'll yeah. see what happens. But, all right. you know, be safe, everybody. Yeah, if Broadway and Bryant Park does happen, they will have performances from Beetlejuice, Waitress, Chicago, Come From Away, and Jersey Boys. So maybe you'll be able to see those performances on Thursday. You know, there's good uh, ice cream at Bryant Park. I have no doubt that you of all people would know that. Waffle cones, but they're like oh. 1150 or something like that. It's, but, Welcome you know, to New York. If you do have the means, I highly recommend it. Okay, so first up in the news, Robert Schenken's second LBJ play to come to Broadway this fall. Yeah, if everybody is hearing this, that means it is after 8.30 a.m. on Thursday morning. Hopefully. And we can hopefully knock on wood. Uh, we don't screw this one up. We haven't had an embargo in a while. But um, if it is after 8.30 a.m. and we are not getting yelled at by LCT, <laughs> we can let you know that uh, the new Robert Schenken play, which is a follow-up to his Tony-winning play all the way, will be playing at Broadway's Vivian Beaumont Theater this fall. It is his second of two plays centered on former President Lyndon B. Johnson, The Great Society is what it's called that will be coming to Lincoln Center for a 12-week limited engagement beginning on September 6th. Now, before you ask James, no, Brian Cranston is not returning to the role that earned him his I'm sorry, his first Tony Award. Instead, Emmy Award winner and screen legend Brian Cox will be playing LBJ and our favorite Mark Kudish will be playing former Chicago Mayor Richard J. Daly. Richard Thomas will be playing Hubert Humphrey and Grantham Coleman will play the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. The actors playing the roles of Richard Nixon, RFK, Coretta Scott King, Lady Bird Johnson, J. Edgar Hoover, Governor George Wallace and Robert McNamara, among others, will be announced soon. As he did with All the Way, Bill Rao, uh, Rao, is it Rao or Rosh? Roush. I think it's Roush. Yeah. Um, yeah. So as he did with All the Way, Bill Roush will return to direct The Great Society. He already directed the two previous productions of the show, one at Oregon's Shakespeare Festival in 2014 and Seattle Rep in 2015. Now, James, uh, I'm sure you remember this very well in intimate detail, but I spoke with Shankin for a special Thursday, uh, a special th Thanksgiving episode on Broadway radio back in 2016. Yes, I do recall that. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm sure you do. Um, it was, I think that was in getting ready for all the way film that was happening on HBO. And he actually talked about this show, uh, as it had had a couple of those runs already. Um, he also talked about his family's personal connections to LBJ, although they might be distant. Um, I'll throw a link uh, to that in the show notes if you want to listen, but I'm, I'm really interested to see 
um, what Schenken can do with the tumultuous end of Johnson's presidency after he did so well with the first show. So now that we're going to have uh, two LBJ plays on Broadway, do you think it's time that Bane's exclamation point, the musical, <laughs> comes to Broadway? Running in rep with Fiorello exclamation point. Oh, that's a really good idea. I think yeah. you know. There's been a lot of uh, uh, a, a lot of talk about you know the the retirement over at City Center, um, yeah. and who's going to take over that that spot. And lots of people are throwing out maybe not names for the position, but what types uh, shows that should be done uh, over at City Center, and yeah. um, you know the the Fiorellos. They're uh, some pretty good shows. I would. I, I will graciously accept the position of the new artistic director for New York City Center's Encore series. So thank you very much for offering. Excellent. Okay, so uh, let's move on to the next thing. All right. So Beautiful announces a closing date on Broadway. Yes, last night at a quarter to eight, Beautiful announced that it would be closing up shop at the Stephen Sondheim Theater on October 27th. Interesting date. At that point, it would have played 2,478 performances over its nearly six years on Broadway. Upon closure, it will be the 27th longest-running musical in Broadway history. Good for them. Uh, James, currently, Vanessa Carlton is playing Carol King, but her run is scheduled to end on September 1st. And unless Chalina Kennedy bails on the band's visit to her early... Uh, Beautiful is going to have to find someone to fill a nearly two-month gap before the show closes. Would it be crazy to have Jesse Mueller come back and close Beautiful and then go and rehearse for a couple weeks and close Waitress over at the Brooks, James? Like, I can think of worse ways to close out these two shows. Yeah, I mean... But we have to really see what uh, Jesse's schedule is like. I mean, in, in a perfect world, that's that's what would happen. But yeah, uh, I can't imagine but, that actually happening. But, yeah, uh, I, I, I love that. It was uh, your conversation with Ashley yesterday about Sarah Bareilles coming back? I really like that as well. Uh, and then the the rotation. Who was who was it supposed to be in rotation with? Um, we had said Katrina Link yeah, and Katrina Link. Uh, uh, Carmen Cusack yes. in rep. I think yeah. that would be great. Yeah, that'd be that was I, re- I really enjoyed that conversation yesterday, and, yeah. and I, I fully support any and all of those scenarios. Yeah, me too. I, I think uh, both of these shows are a ton of fun. I'm I, this is not going to happen, but I am very partial to an actress named Vanessa Ray, who currently is one of the stars on the long-running CBS Police procedural Blue Bloods. She is actually the actress who did all of the workshops for Beautiful, uh, and then left to follow oh. some other TV things before she came in. Now the show films in New York, um, so maybe she could do it. But it's a long-running TV, you know, hour-long isn't, drama. Isn't Blue Bloods wrapping up though? Um, I don't know. She just got back to New York to start filming season 10. So I don't know if it's after this, but they are getting ready to film. She was in hair on Broadway. She played Olive in the national tour of Spelling Bee. Um, I would love to see her get a chance to do it on Broadway before it closes, but that's probably pretty rough with her filming schedule. But just just throwing that one out. So Um, uh, the thing I'm I'm concerned about here, uh, not I shouldn't say concerned. The thing that I'm I'm inquisitive about is that the the strange uh, timing of closing uh, beautiful right now. I would think that it it would play through January first week of January, things like that. I mean, yeah. What are your thoughts? 
Well, it's it's funny that you, for the first time in our three plus years of doing this, it sounds like you actually read ahead in the schedule to know what I was going to talk about next. Um, but because what? of that late, I, it's first <laughs> first time for everything. Old dog, new tricks. Um, yeah, that late October closing date. The only thing that I could think of is that I would imagine that not letting them close out the first of the year, because as we've talked about before, beautiful usually does really well in the fall compared to the summer. Um, but remember roundabout owns the Sondheim. So if they're going to have beautiful closing up in October, I would imagine that they're going to bring in a holiday show to go through the end of the year, but that's not all James, even though Ashley and I have a show or maybe two that we would love to go into the Sondheim and play maybe around March 22nd of 2020. Um, I would not be surprised if RTC puts a show of their own in there, because the reason I say that is they have not yet announced any of the shows for their season. They've announced some some uh, some rentals that are going into their houses, but they have not announced their Broadway season yet. And I kind of wonder if they were waiting for Beautiful to announce their closing so that they could then reveal that they were going to be using the Sondheim for their shows rather than having a beautiful continue to rent it or have other rentals go in if they then they could have announced it by then so i'm wondering if rtc was holding their announcements specifically because they want to put their own shows into this house for the 29 for the 2019 2020 season i don't know that you know they I, i'd imagine they still have a very large mortgage note to pay off there and it's really nice to have a rental in there rather than producing True. your own thing that May or may not go. I mean, you put yourself in a, uh, you, uh, you know, uh, Todd Hames might put themselves in a, in jeopardy by uh, producing their own their own properties in there. But you know, you get one Hamilton and you, you've paid the uh, thing off forever. So yeah, or they could put something in the Sondheim and then rent out Studio Fifty Four as well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So- All right. So, uh, oh, look at this. Next up in the news, Paul McCartney working on a musical of It's a Wonderful Life, the Frank Frank Capra musical, Uh, Frank Capra movie. Exactly. Yes. Last night in the New York Post, Johnny Oleksinski reported that Sir Paul McCartney was working on a musical adaptation of the classic Christmas film, It's a Wonderful Life, though Paul McCartney or is it Billy Shears, never really had any intention of writing a musical. Producer Bill Kenwright contacted him a few years ago about writing the show after he secured the rights to the film. And now, apparently, McCartney has 10 finished songs. And Oleksinski heard them in London a few weeks ago or months ago. And he says that they, quote, sound like a bona fide Lost Beatles album which I'm a huge Beatles fan, so that sounds great to me. Although the last time a uh, pop music legend named Paul wrote a musical, it didn't go very well. Mm. Sorry, Mr. Simon. Um, James, personally, I I love Sir Paul, but after last year's It's a Broad Wasted Life, I kind of feel like this is unnecessary. (laughs) I'll throw a link to that in there if you didn't hear it. I I loved It's a Broad Wasted Life. So uh, I know of at least two different musicalizations of It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, Wonderful Life, the musical, and It's a Wonderful Life. uh, The radio play. Well, the radio play is yet another one. So there's there's a number of uh, musicalizations of It's a Wonderful Life. So. I hope Scott Rudin doesn't get involved and starts shutting down productions of those things. I'm telling you, making school kids cry again. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a meanie, yeah. meanie, meanie. So, uh, you know, uh, and then 
I love the Beatles, and you love the Beatles, but have uh, the Beatles have not been such a huge hit on Broadway. Well, Rain did fairly well in its original incarnation. Yes, they had to cancel their in-residence week or whatever this summer, but... I, I would imagine that I mean this isn't like it's a it's a wonderful Beatles life. It's just Paul McCartney doing the yeah. song. So I, mm-hmm. I think that if it's good, it's gonna do well. I think but, the name of the of the film and Paul McCartney are gonna drive people's interest, especially sure. early. But, but with question, Bill Kenwright saying things like it's a lost uh be- a bona fide lost Beatles album, uh Well well hold on. That's that wasn't Bill Kenwright saying that was the New York Post Johnny Oleksinski saying ah, that. So okay. it's it that's just what the sound of the of the song sound like but my question is does it's a wonderful life run not during the holidays huh yeah you know that's uh often th- it's often thought of as a a, a christmas themed movie or mm-hmm. musical but uh, you know christmas is just one of the settings in uh in it's a wonderful life uh and it's that time of year, but it's not centered on the holidays. So interesting. It's it's like uh, what was the thing that just ran at fifty four two years ago? Uh, ho- Holiday Inn. Holiday Inn, yeah. Which um, it feels like a Christmas thing, but it's not. It's an all year long thing. Mm-hmm. All right. So what do we have in the uh, recommendation section? All right, I'm going to get through these pretty quickly. First up, Beyonce released a music video for her song Spirit from her uh, upcoming The Lion King colon The Gift album. You can check out that video in the show notes. Also, there was a great article in The New York Times uh, by Sopan Deb, who does both theater and political coverage, goes through all of the different legal and artistic and financial machinations that have to do with all of the 160 or 170 songs written by 161 people that are featured in the Broadway version of Moulin Rouge. It is fascinating and complicated and really opens your eyes as to how much legal wrangling has to be put together to have not just a jukebox musical, but a jukebox musical with songs from multiple authors. But then, James, the most important recommendation that I can make, the biggest thing taking over theatrical uh, social media yesterday was the fact that we got a behind the scenes look of the upcoming film of Cats. Mm. And I... I've said before, I've never seen cats. I don't know much about cats other than they're jellical and they try to ride a tire. But I have to say, I loved this behind the scenes trailer. What I loved about it is that it is so earnest and so they're taking it so seriously. It's great. It's got all the stars, uh, Judy Dench, Ian McKellen, Taylor Swift, Jennifer Hudson, James Corden and more. Um, I really was encouraged by it. I don't have any fondness for for cats one way or the other but i it actually made me excited about it and it did confirm what i mentioned the other day with ashley is that the trailer will be coming on friday and uh natalie walker actress writer theatrical bon vivant um she tweeted something uh, yesterday in response to it that kind of summed up exactly what i thought she said quote the cat's discourse is beautiful to me we are foaming at the mouth for something this earnestly innocent and profoundly batshit um because that's exactly what it is they are earnest it's innocent and purely joyful but it is absolutely nuts what they're doing so i'm excited to see the trailer and i'm actually excited to see the film as well mainly because of this behind the scenes footage well, you know, uh, Alan Henry is must be very excited, he being the catophile yeah. that he is. 
He is not. He is not looking forward to this film one way oh, or the no, other. Oh, really? It's sort of a Michael Portantier West Side Story thing? Perhaps, yes. Very much so. Okay. Well, uh, let's hope that uh, both of these uh, properties exceed <laughs> our expectations. Yes, very much. What do we have in other news? Okay, I got two quick things that I wanted to say before we wrap up the show. First, yesterday, Scott Rudin announced that Nick Robinson, who was the star of last year's breakout film Love, Simon, oh. will be taking over the role of Jim Finch in To Kill a Mockingbird on November 5th alongside new Atticus, Ed Harris. And finally, Variety reports that Javier Bardem is currently in talks to play King Triton in the live-action Little Mermaid. I mean, he's no Norm Lewis, but... Okay, whatever, James. I know, absolutely. Definitely not a Norm Lewis, but uh, yeah. Javier, he should, uh, he should be uh, an interesting choice to, uh, to play Triton there. But again, he doesn't sing in the animated yeah. movie, so who knows if he's actually going to sing at all in this. Huh, I guess that's true. And, uh, I'm so glad uh, you clarified. Uh, we got that uh, press release about Nick Robinson, and I was like, why are we get a press release about a replacement kid in this, you know? And but it makes sense now that you're uh, you're you're showing me the Love Simon yeah. connection there. Mm-hmm. All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right, thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Hey, James, where can people find you? <laughs> people can find me at at James Marino on the Twitter machine and on Facebook as well. Uh, and my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Thursday with us. It's a Thursday show, right? Yeah, it's a Thursday yes, show. It's... And uh, I think Ashley and Matt will be back and talk to you tomorrow. I'm going to go see uh, uh, Broadway Bounty Hunter. Oh, are you? Yeah. Thursday night. Uh,